the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the host and guests are their own, and not those of 9.30 a.m. The Answer or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. To Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch. Trace is up here with us, and we're going to talk gardening with you. You can be a part of the show at 308-8867, 308-8867, and toll free. It's 866-308-8867. All right, so uh, let's see what's going on, make sure nothing, uh, everything's sounding cool. And, uh, yeah, so, Trace, you want to start off with the plant of the weekend? You bet. Uh, plant of the weekend, weekend end, end, is Dutchman's Pipe Vine. So, okay. So uh, it's real pretty. It's a tropical-type vine, um, real pretty, round, uh, almost uh, leaves about the same shape as a redbud, and very vigorous grower. And it has a, a distinct and unusual bloom. When it first comes out as a bud, it looks like a like a pipe, like you would smoke. Oh, okay. And then it opens up into this really elaborate, fancy bloom. And um, what's it called? Dutchman's pipe vine. Okay. So it's there's a uh, native plant pipe vine. It doesn't, doesn't this look not, like this is not that one. Yeah, it doesn't look anything uh, like that. Much fancier bloom. Uh-huh. Uh, again, it's a tropical, so I'd grow it similar like I would a mandevilla, oh. um, something where you can so cut it, it off and then bring the root in and back out again. Okay, so it's not something like uh, Esperanza that we let freeze back. And it come. doesn't sound that way. Uh-huh. Um, it, it, uh, and it looks pretty heat tolerant, but not cold tolerant. Uh-huh. It looks pretty interesting. I, I will bet that the... I don't know. Pipe vine swallowtails might like it. Well, I think this one they can't. Um, it actually it? might hurt them. Oh, really? Huh. That's what the our research did on it. So, oh. Uh, but so don't don't buy don't buy it for your butterfly garden. What's that fancy C word that, that plants have that draw the flies and stuff? Oh, uh, kerrigan. Yeah, I think that's I think it's in there. Oh, I'll be darned. So uh, anyway, really neat vine, extremely unique bloom, and if you haven't seen one before, you ought to Google it because I've got Milton looking at looking at it now, and it's it's very cool. Yeah, it is. What is, is it? A, it freezes back to the ground every year. It says it's tropical to thirty uh, or evergreen to thirty degrees. So uh, I would take that as a tropical. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I kind of. But again, beautiful foliage, very vigorous grower. Yeah, we have. We have I've seen them in a green bloom. greenhouse quite a bit. Spectacular bloom. Very what you, cool. What do you think of that, Milton? It's weird looking, but it's kind of like weird looking good. Like, you know, like just 
unique. It's t- so, so you're hedging from your weird, huh? No. It's, it's, would you call that weird looking? It's it's a unique No, we, we call porter weed weird and still. I see, and still like yeah, that. Absolutely. We love, and we love it. Yeah. So, so there's a ni- there's about nine of these. They're in five-gallon can, and they are twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah, look it up on Google it, and you'll see what I'm talking about. So would they yeah. plant those in full sun or? I, in containers? It, or? Container probably the best bet, and morning sun, afternoon shade looked like it was the best choice. But it did give a pretty good shade tolerancy, so it might be a substitute for, say, where you'd grow clematis or, or something along those lines. Yeah. Did uh, how, how Have you all sold out of the... Uh, the uh, the plant of the week le- plant, uh, last week, the uh, uh, coral vine. No, no, that was, that was two weeks ago, and I brought some more in just for, oh, good. Just the, for that purpose. The white and so the pink? We got white in one gallon, and five gallon we have pink. Oh, good. Okay. They they tell me that, let's see, we call it coral vine and what else? Queen's, Queen's crown. crown. Queen's crown. And corona, there's something. Yeah, Queen, Queen's wreath is Queen another. Go. Name that a lot of people. Oh, okay. Probably the same thing as Queen's Crown. But uh, one of our listeners up in Junction, Texas, was uh, talking about they 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 were in they liked our discussion on uh, the pink. You, you, did you get red or? or I don't I'm think go, red's available. I'm going to go look at these five gallon. I think they're the hot pink. They're not. They're not <clears> the pale pink. Right. And they're not the red. Okay. I'll go look at them in the next break. Yeah, they're, they're the more common one. But do you have the white one? Yes, one-gallon cans. You still have some white I brought in 20 more. Okay. Do you want to be on the air? Okay. Uh, uh-huh. It's easy. Okay. Jerry will help you out. All right. So let's see. And then how are we doing on... Uh, some of the things that you brought up last week. Well, the there's grandma's still, yellow. still a few basil, still a few grandma's yellow. Um, can't remember what the other one was. It was uh, the There's one that kind of looked like a pipe. It was the upright, rather than the trailing, something or other. The um, yeah, the um, um, there's still a few of those. Okay, whatever it is. Huh? Uh, did I'm you to, have? I'm trying to remember, erecta is what I remember. Yeah, that's right. Oh, now that will get the guy, that guy's attention. All right, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867 if you want to call and be a part of the show. Did you want to, did you have a question? Can we can we ask it on the air? All right. Okay, so I'm going to give you the microphone, you'll be on the air. You give that picture to Trace, and he'll share it with Calvin. Here's the microphone, Trace. You need to take the Yep. How much sun is it in? It gets a lot of sun. Okay. Um, are you deadheading it? What does that mean? Cutting off your spent blooms? Uh, not necessarily, no. Okay. It will perform much better if you do. Okay. Uh, that will promote even more new growth, which is capable of more blooms. Okay. Uh, it looked like some dye back in there, too. That's yeah. why I was wondering how much sun it was in. Well, it's in a, it gets sun all practically all day. Okay. Uh, is it, how is it being watered? It's, it's it's watered frequently. I mean, it, I think it gets enough water. I how do you how do you water it though? We have a sprinkler system, uh, uh, sprinkler system, and hand water. Hand water. Okay. Does the sprinkler system get the foliage wet? Not no. Is this how long's it been in? The knockout rose. Six years. Huh? Six years. Six years. Okay, so it should have it. Should be all right. Huh. 
Well, what, yeah, Trace is uh, trying to figure out what the the dieback is. That what, what what's your what's your issue with it? The dieback? I or? guess is it dieback? Is there any kind of fungus or anything oh, that's, like that? That's the question there. If it's, uh, I, I pulled some leaves off and it just like it's dead. How about the stems that the leaves are on? Is there any? Uh, the stem actually looks like I, I cut some off. It looks like the stems are dead. You know, yeah. I mean? so, it looks like it's just dead. What is this? It's a rose. Knockout rose. With dead stems. Is that? What's the symptom How of that virus? Six, Six years, years old. Six years old? And it did good last year and whatever. Oh, yes, oh, yes. They're, they're phenomenal plants. <laughs> now, one the, the issue that Trace brought up, that um, full sun, I think it's less the full sun thing, but the 100 degrees in full sun in a uh, in a different you know, for the last few years, we've been lucky. We've been getting a lot of moisture and mild temperatures. So I, I definitely cut those dead areas off. Yeah. And then uh, you might you might do a little digging under there and make sure that it's not a little dry because because okay. you might want to, I think, just a little more hand watering. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like more water less often. Yeah. More water less often. The sprink, sprinkler, sprinkler irrigation on a rose or most ornamental doesn't do it. Right. Exactly. Doesn't, it doesn't pattern exactly. penetrate. But they're, they're so big, I'd have to put on my camouflage outfit to get through them. Cherry, <laughs> <laughs> it's no, uh, no chance it's that virus that we're seeing in dialysis. No, last year. I mean, was, uh, I mean they, were, they were growing into the yard. I mean, they were trimmed back, I guess, this much. We got, well, there's some other related issues. We've got people... Um, I did, and I just saw a giant swallowtail go by. But the butterflies this year are a lot less too because of the dry and the heat. After all those night, you know, those real wet years. Yeah, there's less butterflies in the yard this year. Yeah. Also. Yeah. So I think you cut that stuff out, and then you just make a at least once a month deep watering, kind of light it right at the. That's what I do with the. Uh, oh, uh, Belinda's dreams and the. Probably a soaker hose. Like a tree yeah, soaker. yeah, yeah. I remember when our landscaper put it in. I said, "Don't give me a rose. I don't want a rose, because my mother raised roses, and I was the one that had to take care of them. Oh. There a lot to take care of. But these knockouts are unbelievable. Yeah, uh, they they're just, they just those, grow. Yeah, there's a n- number of those tough modern roses and old-fashioned yeah. roses that are easy. To and take I noticed this year they're not as blooming as much. I think you're right. Mine aren't. Yeah, they're not. Last year they were very perfect. Oh, but yeah, this last year, year was just... yeah, last year was so exceptional. Well-timed rains, yeah. mild temperatures. I don't know. Did it ever get to 100 last year? I'm sure it did. But sure it did. It didn't notice. Not, not yeah. but a couple of days. days. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you very Try much. Try that guys. out. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. All righty. You're welcome to always come by and ask your gardening question in person like that nice man. And he got his phone. Yeah. I didn't, we don't have to go running through the I nursery. I thought of that, too. King's uh, Mantle. <laughs> King's Mantle. King's that was, Mantle. That's that what was, it was it, last week. I'm sorry, I'm getting old. So no, 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 it's okay. Hard time remembering. This is a sad, this is a sad thing when the when the whole group, whole, yeah. whole crew. Jerry and I are kind of counting on you two to be the young people here in memory. <laughs> They're in trouble. All right. So what else, Trace? Well, I got something in that even Calvin might appreciate. Uh-oh. Even Calvin. Even, even Calvin. Calvin. <laughs> Calvin, you see those uh, pentas and the hanging baskets up there? Those are pentas? 
Where are you pointing? Oh. Uh, right on this first. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Yeah. All right. So those are supposed to be a trailing penta. Huh. That's very cool. So that's uh, you know what I, different. You know what else I really like, and so do your customers, those uh, zinnias in the, there must be dream, dreamland. They're dreamlands in the big pots. In big pots, yeah. Because they're, they're tall enough to be cut flowers, and they really make a, a big show. Um, and zinnias eat this hot weather up. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. But now in a container like that, you would be watering them every single day. Well, I think we're doing it twice in some twice. cases. Yeah, that's probably... That's I want to probably. hear more about the trailing pentas. Well, um, that's as much as I know. They were labeled as trailing <laughs> pentas, so uh, I, I, I couldn't help but buy a few. Okay. Well, that Milton's right, though, but th- that's one that you would use as a hanging basket. we got lots of good hanging baskets for full sun plants. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but that you could use in the shade Ooh. on your patio, and it... It is almost as good as yeah, yeah. butterflies and hummingbirds, and and uh, I hope it's, I suspect it's the same as the ones in the standard that they, you know, you buy them they're blooming, and they bloom every single day up until Jerry and I, I don't know a couple of years ago we were trying to figure out the, when he did his the big penta test yeah we were trying to figure out the mechanism of the bloom because you know you couldn't be the same blooms that were there for like six months <laughs> so it's got it's got these buds they, moving they, up. they had had the uh, spent blooms in the foliage yeah these new guys come up and then the other ones decline but by the time they decline there there's the replacements are up there so the the trailing pinto was uh plan a for plant of the weekend oh, okay no oh, okay. we sold so many of them uh, yeah i couldn't quite, that's cool i'm glad couldn't that's, quite that's a, do that one <laughs> that's but, a neat addition i'll try that again next week if they're available and okay it, maybe it will be plan a again now what are those the ones down the line is that uh purslane or is well, that portulacas portulacas they got that bi- the, the bigger bloom and the, the bigger leaf and they i like kind of like purslane but you've got a be there at lunch to see them bloom, kind yeah. of. Yeah. So, uh, moss roses a little, a little more forgiving. Yeah, right moss roses start blooming earlier in the morning yeah. and bloom later in the evening. Right. So, and both tough, both tough. Oh yeah. From there, they can take the summer heat and small containers even. So on that note, the hanging baskets are on sale. Oh, okay. Uh, so not just the pintas, but uh, the portulacas we're talking about. We got vincas. Mexican heather, rosemary, ferns, so uh, potato vines. Potato, you bet. Potato vines in there. Have you got that? Have you got that Cora? Um, the the, the one that wasn't up, it's upright. I have it in four-inch pots, but I don't have it in the. Because uh, that hanging basket. That make it a nice full sun uh, hanging basket too, or or if you uh, folks always a lot of times have trouble. If they've got a patio out in full sun or around a pool area, the vincas can handle that that the evaporation and the chlorine and things. It'd be it's, really pretty. Yeah. So. Let's see. I th- lots I think of choices. That's all of the unusual stuff that I've gotten in. Great myrtles are forty percent off. They are, and they're good looking, and uh, a lot of them are in uh, bloom. bloom. A lot of them are in bloom, so you know what color you're getting. Yeah, that's and I mentioned that in the article today. If you get the Express News, we talked about the uh, small 
trees. And Trace, I also listed uh, three of the trees that are in the Saws coupon that you okay. have. Uh, Texas persimmon, which is really unusual, but that's... Uh, and, and we've got them, and they look really, really nice. I, I've got one in my, two in my yard, and they they make a nice specimen tree. I, I love the way the bark turns. Uh-huh. It, it's almost like, like how a crepe myrtle would do. And they're, and, and they're thick. But yeah. the, you, you know, if you've got a male, the birds really like to nest them. If you've got a female, it's loaded with fruit. And so you've got all these woodpeckers and uh, the fruit's cardinals. Good, in the, I love the fruit. You know, yeah, well, if you, my yard, you'd have to have a, a fly swatter to keep the birds out of there. No. <laughs> it gets a lot. It really gets alive with. The, let's see, what else did we mention? Oh, red uh, buds. Oh yeah, red red buds on the list, right? Okay, so I got the red some Texas red buds and some Mexican red buds. Okay. Yeah. And did uh, we get Mexican uh, plum? I don't think that's on the list this time, is it? I don't recall it, but I do have them. You have them, yeah. And. Trace didn't get a chance. The um, the hanging baskets are on sale for twelve eighty eight. The ten inch hanging baskets, and yeah, there are lots of choices. Just so FYI, all the ones that are regular sixteen ninety nine. So there you go. There's more varieties than we mentioned. Does that the, include the pentas? That yes, it does. Ooh. There's only three of them. I, I know where like he's a, going on break. I know it's only oh, three no, that you I see. Are there more than three? Is that a white one too? Is there a white penta? A white one. Uh, I think that's the last three. That's why it didn't become Uh-oh. the plant of the weekend. All right. Well, we I don't know if we should give Calvin. All right, we'll give Calvin a chance to get one. No, tie me down. <laughs> so, all the listeners, if you want a white pinta before Calvin can Dee, get it, yeah, hurry, call right now. Four nine seven. Pull it before they can. They could get one of the one of those uh, hanging baskets, but these pentas that you have uh, in one gallons, they're about uh, what eighteen inches tall. They're they're nice size. Even yeah. the, even the four inch pots of pintas, you know, they're still a good color selection over there too i love that deep red yeah but these right. these these are really uh, be spectacular planting on the patio in the shade all right so uh, three left on the hanging baskets of the pentas so you need to hurry over here <laughs> or call 497-3760 and they'll pull one aside for you we're going to take a break while we do you give us a call at 308-8867 308-8867 and toll free it's 866 866- 308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. And it's a great weekend to head on out to Millburgers. We've got some great Texas superstars on sale. We're going to start off with Blue Plumbago, a great versatile plant with its beautiful profusion of sky blue flowers. It handles our hot summers quite well. It attracts butterflies, and it's on sale in the one-gallon container for just four eighty-eight. How about this Texas superstar, Lantana? Clusters of brilliant purple or white or orange and bicolor blooms, including trailing purple and new gold. Now, 
You'll find it on sale for just three eighty-eight in the one-gallon container. By the way, it's blooming all through the summer. It attracts hummingbirds and butterflies, too. How about this Texas superstar? You're seeing them bloom all around town. They're absolutely gorgeous. That's the Mexican bird of paradise. It's this tropical-looking shrub. You've seen it. It's electric, and it's on sale for just sixteen eighty-eight in the three-gallon container. You'll find these and more at Millburgers. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 930 a.m. The Answer. We're talking with Mike Robert of Robert Custom Homes. And Mike, what kind of homes does Robert Custom Homes specialize in? Robert Custom Homes truly specializes in luxury, hill country, custom home living. You know, we build everywhere, Canyon Lake and north of that into Blanco, down to the south side of San Antonio and out to Seguin. You know, part of what makes the beauty of our custom homes is the fact that we have an ASID certified interior designer on staff to produce the finest interior design elements available today. Our first meeting is usually at our office to get to know each other, make sure we're going to work well together. And then generally it's a visit to your land. We want to see your land and the layout. And then usually some of our model homes or our properties or clients' properties that are open to us to use as well. So we can show customers exactly what we mean by integrity, quality, and distinction. For your custom home, go with a home builder that reflects integrity, quality, and distinction. Robert Custom Homes. Mike, how can we reach you? You can reach us on the web at Robert. That's my last name, R-O-B-A-R-E dot net. Robert.net. If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord. But it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray, and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation, and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, You're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomLineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottom Line Realty Advisors We get the landlord off your bottom line as we all grieve the tragic loss of Officer Miguel Moreno and pray for the recovery of Officer Julio Cavazos, it's natural to ask what we as individuals can do for our community of brave first responders. We can offer prayer and comfort. We can also be a positive resource for healing. This weekend, consider joining with the 100 Club of San Antonio to assist the children of local fallen heroes. Find the link to learn more at 930amtheanswer.com. And remember, when you hear a siren, say a prayer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number, 308-8867. It's 308-8867. And it's toll-free, 866-308-8867. Happy uh, Fourth of July weekend, and uh, it's uh, 
a long weekend for some, four-day weekend for some. So uh, head on out to Millburgers and uh, lots of red, white, and blue for you to uh, enjoy. Like the, uh, let's see, we've got the Blue Plum Bago on sale. Maybe the white coral vine or the red yucca. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, red lantana. Uh, I mean, yeah. Yellow and orange, I guess. For oh, those are on sale, yeah. Yeah. You know, we've got uh, our friends, uh, uh, the Master Gardeners in Guadalupe County, have uh, asked us to let everybody know that if you're interested in. Going to their Master Gardener class, it's going to be uh, starting on August 8th and run from December 5th on Tuesday afternoons from 12.45 to 4.45. And these Master Gardeners help us just like the Bear County Master Gardeners, Comalco Master Gardeners on, on a lot of our projects. Um, the class will be held in uh, Seguin at the AgriLife building. There's a $190 charge, which includes the manual and all other training materials. And uh, if, if uh, funding is a problem, talk to them about potential for scholarships. But uh, typical master gardener training all the topics, vegetables, landscape, disease, greenhouse management. So that's August 8th to December 5th, Tuesday afternoons. And go ahead and uh, go to their... Um, to the uh, uh, website uh, for the Master Gardeners and get more information. So just go uh, Master Gardeners Guadalupe County or Guadalupe County Master Gardeners for for more information on this uh, educational opportunity. All right, 308-8867, 308-8867. Oh, boy, oh, boy. We, get to, we haven't visited with this man for a while. Johnson City Joe is on the line. Uh-oh. Johnson hey. City Joe, how you doing today? I thought today? I saw him in the obituaries the other day. Well, I've been around. <laughs> I'm always looking to see if I'm there. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, no, I've been awfully busy, but I got a question for you. What is what is the word out about what happened to our peaches this year? Was it just not enough cold weather? Right, not enough cold weather. Uh, uh, we saw a lot of trees down here that never bloomed and just leafed out sparsely and things like that. And uh, so the the high chillers, the the best of the the free stones, yeah, are, are uh, just didn't get enough cold temperatures, and uh, so yeah, they had some seven hundred hours or above generally. Right, right, right. Right. Even some of even some of our most reliable, like the oh, June, June Gold. gold yeah. fi- fi- this is the first time I've ever remembered yeah. June Gold not getting enough chill. Uh, Techstar, Real Grande, they didn't, uh, at least in my neighborhood, they didn't get enough chill. Florida like King, Florida like the King was the only one. Did. Hours, aren't they? Well, uh, June Gold is, but the other ones are less than that. Florida yeah. King is, what, 350 Yeah. And it yeah. did fine. Yeah, well, I guess they'll collect all their crop insurance uh, on that. But, of course, grapes are taking over the country, too. Yeah. Have, have you been over to uh, Wild Seed Farms? I have. Uh, they're putting in, uh, it's uh, been a while. It's been a while ago. Uh, grapes there now. Yeah, I, I, I talked to John Thomas about that. Uh, he said, though, 
he was get, getting into the winery business. And, uh, <laughs> Everybody and, uh, up and down that uh, 290 from uh, Johnson right. City, all caught into the wine business. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I tell you, and he 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 was he was thinking that he was going to do better with wine, with the grapes than he was with uh, with the wildflower seed because we've had a couple of three years that uh, you know we either lost the seed to rain or 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 drought. Yeah. And I said, John, those grapes respond to the rains uh, with all the fruit rots and uh, drought uh, as well, even though they're irrigated, drip irrigated. Yeah. But uh, they're, they're responsive to the to the weather just like the wildflowers are. Plus there's yeah. a little bit more investment there, too. Yeah, a little bit more investment. Yeah. But I, 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 think, I think John just figures it uh you know, if he if he loses the crop, he'll 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 have some uh, alcoholic beverages yeah. to re- relieve his relieve his stress. Man, yeah, I, I imagine because I noticed a sign there when I drive by. They he's got a sign up that says the beer is back. Right? Yeah. <laughs> they, the John laughed when he doesn't think it's that funny, but. Uh, for a while there, the the brew brew house uh-huh. where uh, where John had had there to serve beer uh, couldn't get beer, so they had to sneak not not because of a, of a legality of a yeah. legality, <laughs> and so he had to sneak had to change the ownership or or do something to, uh, so he could get beer back. Well, I tell you, it's crazy driving up to Fredericksburg and Stonewall and through Johnson City that way on the weekends. Yeah. I, I mean, they've got all those wine tr- uh, uh, tour things going and people, hell, uh, you never know if they're drinking or they're not drinking. <laughs> well, that's you know, they, go that's from one, they go from one winery to the next. Yeah, right. Yeah, they all get a yeah. sample. Uh, and and the the best wines are always at the last winery they visit. Have you ever I, noticed I always that? Always <laughs> <laughs> no, I but, did a little uh, work at one of those uh, one time, uh, and I never got hit on by so many old, good-looking women in all my life. Wait a Goodness. minute. Goodness. <laughs> yeah. You mean uh, wanting an extra shot or something? Well, no, they were hitting on me. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> they must have been drunk. There's supposed to be more. There's supposed to be more wineries uh, in that stretch, uh, along that area than uh, anywhere else in Texas. All the other wineries put together. They're building that, more too. Yeah, they're, they're building, building more. A huge brewery. Yeah, yeah. I know you, you. I think you're right about the popularity. We did the, that auction. We did for the. DP for the uh, Education Resource Center had a tour, a Becker Winery sponsored yeah, tour. Yeah, right, right. Very popular, really strong bidding on that. Oh, yeah. yeah so. I mean, it's, it's, it's really, you have these long limousines, you know, driving in out right, of yeah. big cities. They're full of women. <laughs> I've heard of people doing that. They, they don't want to. 
Obviously, they don't want to drive. Yeah. So yeah, they they just limo up there and have a great time. <laughs> they do. Or they or they find somebody like me or Jerry that don't drink wine. There you go. And, yeah, we drive. Well, I'm all for prosperity for the hill country. There you yeah. go. We've been too damn poor up here. Uh, I, I, th- I think it's more. I think grapes are more reliable than peaches. Don't you? Kevin? I think so. Yeah. That's. But I don't know. I've never tried. But they still them. have. They still have problems. Yeah. They can get disease. Any hort- every every horticulture crop there is is. Oh yeah. There's, there's big gamble. They can get that. Yeah, Pier, yeah, Pierce's disease or cotton root rot or. Well, I had somebody send me an email, and Jerry, maybe they sent it to you too. Uh, and they had these grape grape, uh, grape leaves, and they said, "Have you ever seen phylloxera on grapes before?" Yes. Yeah. Oh. And I, That's I guess other in the north. Uh, yeah, other areas it is, but uh, she. She had. Well, them I here know several years Texas. ago that Great Creek Winery, which was one of the first. Right. They were wiped out by Pierce disease. They had to replant. Right. I had to do something mm. to the soil. I forgot what it was. But. No, mm-hmm. they've just they've just changed varieties. Yeah, resistant. Yeah, right. There's nothing you can do to the soil to to prevent uh, Pierce's disease. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, they, they've they've got some more. They've got some varieties that are much more resistant. Uh, you know, the, right there at High Texas. Now, High, if you blink. You'll pass it by going down the stove wall. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, there's off to the left there, there's the first whiskey, a bourbon uh, whiskey uh, distillery in the state of Texas there. Oh, is yeah, that right? Garrison you, you Brothers. Gonna, you're going to go and work over there? Free samples, too. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be more uh, more uh, popular than the wineries, I think. Oh, it's So how popular. did you find that? So uh, how did you find How did you find that? You have a nose for bourbon? Yeah, it's it's right off of uh, high. You take a country road back to the left as you're going to Fredericksburg, and it's right off of there and it's very popular. It's the first uh, uh bourbon whiskey distillery in Texas. Now there's others since then. But uh, they're very proud of their whiskey. It's yeah. very expensive. Yeah. But it's interesting out, uh, on how they make it. They, you get a tour, you get to go into the mash room and everything. Wow. It, ta- it tastes like corn beer. <laughs> it's another... <laughs> goodness. It's another horticultural yeah, uh, crop, I guess. Yeah, yeah they David... say it's all organic. Yeah. As if David Rodriguez, I think, has a class yeah. coming up on how to make your own whiskey. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. whiskey or no? I'm no, he's just, just making it up. Beer and he has the beer and the wine. Yeah, he's the beer. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. Good okay, to hear from you again. Talking to you guys. Bye bye. Right, stay, stay cool up there. All right, that'll free up a line at 308 8867. 308 8867. Yeah, Calvin's article uh, in today's paper talked about small trees uh, that uh, can be used in the landscape, and uh, he mentions crepe myrtles, but he 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 he's not as excited about crepe myrtles as I am, you know, as most people you, are. You yeah, could, I just put it. I just put them in there to please. Uh, please just to him, yeah. keep them off your back. <laughs> yeah, I got more excited about the. Mexican plums and the uh, Texas persimmon and the ones that the birds really like. But uh, 
There is, a, when you think about it, there's a, a, lot, a lot of uh, nice small, small trees, trees to pick from. And uh, low quad, we talk about low quad. And, uh, you, and uh, the key on these small trees is if you, in terms of a balanced landscape, you know, a lot of people just have shade trees and lawn or maybe some foundation plants. But if you've got these trees that link the lower plants to the tall plants, it uh, really has, a, I think, a, been a nicer look on the landscape. Plus, if you're interested in uh, wildlife, uh, the, the small trees are key yeah. to attracting wildlife, birds and, and squirrels and everything like that. Well, our landscapes are, you know, our, our most, most homeowners now don't have room for big trees. And so uh, they're looking for the tr- trees that you mentioned. Yeah, that is another option on those small. Uh, one of them that I mentioned, loquat. And, of course, this is the, we've had s- several years in a row where they produced plums, and then this year they didn't meet that yeah, cold spell. They got nailed. But, yeah, they, they got them. But that is a pretty versatile uh, plant. Uh, grows in shade or sun and evergreen. Um, produces fruit, and really a disciplined grower. Kind of, I think of soldiers in a line when I think you plant those, and they they all seem to grow at the same rate. And it's not like red buds, you know. Red buds, red buds are old-fashioned kind of uh, grow grow every way, any way they want to. Yeah. But loquats are real disciplined. So do you believe that the Texas and Oklahoma selections are more drought tolerant than eastern selections? I do. I've grown them all. and uh, I know. But now, I'll, I'll say they outlive it. Oh, yeah, for sure they outlive because, it. Because uh, then I, the, I always, when I had my Easter, and I always had a leaf drop. I went, and then, then, of course, when the big drought started, it didn't survive. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I don't. I don't. I don't think there is uh, the Easterners is drought tolerant. You think they are? I think they're the same. Huh? If you plant them, you know, if you plant, if you if you plant them in a landscape, where you okay. First of all, you don't plant an Eastern redbud here. You you stay with a Mexican and Texas mm-hmm. and Oklahoma like you're talking about. But as far as drought tolerance, I don't know why. Why they would be less drought tolerant than the others if they're all established at the same time? Well, I always took it for granted that that bigger. Now, now granted, they'll die. I mean, because of the leaf scorch and yeah, and hot temperatures. Well, isn't that a? And you you're saying that is the heat. I'm, leaf I'm scorch thinking is of water. Different. I'm thinking of water. Uh, I took it for granted that the the fact that the they drop leaves. Yeah, because yeah. of the drop. You might be right. Hey, three oh eight messing with you. Three oh eight eighty eight sixty seven. Three oh eight. I did. Uh, I did put crepe myrtles in the article. You did put crepe myrtles in there, even though you were kind of. I did not mention. He, he, the, he, he didn't mention that crepe myrtles are they bloom more than any other small tree in the landscape. Yeah, hmm. I, I did mention. I think is that, that correct? Um, yeah, I think so. Okay. And then I did mention that you can <laughs> find progress, find the variety. Baby steps. All this, this you know, you can find the size, the co- flower color, 
all the characteristics you want. There, there's so many different varieties, and you can go to plantanswers.com for that. Or there you can come you to a nursery like Millburgers, and they've got a, they've a got really a sheet. nice list. Yeah, they've got a sheet that tells you exactly what you 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 know your specifications. So you pick the one that so you don't have to prune it and have a pretty successful planting. And, and I think that picture of Catawpa crepe myrtle in there is. Are my you trying pick. to get a word in edgewise, Mel? I'm trying to get poor Joe on the line. Did you oh. want to say something, Mel? Yeah, we got Joe on the line. It's oh, okay. 308 8867. Okay. We just had Joe on the line. It's a different Joe. Oh, okay. Hey, Joe, what do you know? <laughs> How you guys doing there? Good. Uh, listen, I'm listening to your show here, and uh, you're, you're, you caught my attention about those crepe myrtles y'all were talking about. Right. Uh, yeah, listen, I've got uh, the gentleman, one of you guys just mentioned that they were the most blooming, uh, 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 more, more bloom than any other. Yes, sir. Right. But that's my main problem I wanted to call about is that my crepe myrtles this year have not bloomed at all. Uh, they have not put out one single bulb or nothing. Uh, the only thing different uh-huh. I did was back in January, I, I pruned it back. Uh-oh. And then I, and then I added a whole bunch of mulch on the bottom there, you know. That's did you, good. And, uh, did you fertilize? I was. Uh, no, sir. I, I didn't fertilize it, no. Okay. I've, I've been uh, I've been playing around back and forth with Neil Spare, who's kind of a Cray Myrtle expert on this for... For several several weeks now, and uh, after he put, wrote, after he put in his article, uh, or, or did a, did a write up on why crape myrtles are not blooming when the neighbor's yard are full, are in full bloom. Uh, he 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 gave he gave, he gave several reasons in his write up. It says uh, uh, the pruning pruning delays bloom. Oh, uh, pruning de- delays bloom, so that could be a problem. Uh, too much shade. If it's in too much shade, it it, it uh, won't bloom quite as well. And the shade uh-huh. changes, you know, as your the shade trees grow. Mm-hmm. Crepe myrtles can be long lived, so ten years from when you planted it, it could be in the shade too. Yeah. And also, yeah. also it's the variety. In other words, the the, the different varieties bloom at different times. Mm-hmm. Since you said, said you pruned yours back uh, pretty good, remember mm-hmm. remember that we need to do everything we can to stimulate new growth because the 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 uh, crepe myrtle blooms on new growth. Right. So, uh, okay. So, uh, and and Calvin asked about the uh, uh, nitrogen, and I uh, I. Uh, Ask Neil about that too. Uh, you know, we ne- we never talk about uh, fertilization. We never actually talk about fertilization. But right. Uh, right. I was looking through Neil's book, and uh, uh, let me see where, where where he wrote in there. But basically, he talks he talks about he talks about uh, uh, fertilizing them uh, two or three times a year. I and, see. Uh, would the would the would the mulching have anything to do with it? Also, the mulching would help. I ask I ask him about that about mulching. Why why don't we ever recommend mulching? And he made a good point that uh, 
that most uh, crepe myrtles are in beds of flowers and, and, and things like that, where mm-hmm. mulching would be difficult. But uh, if mm-hmm. you're kind of out in the open, mulching would mm-hmm. definitely help, just like it helps right. everything else, conserve moisture and uh, mm-hmm. stimulate growth. So yeah, well, We're uh, at the uh, Alamo Ranch area out there. Yeah, kind of rocky so on it. there. Kind of. Yeah, I was trying to be nice. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, I, I would say uh, just just uh, give it to give it more time. What, what color right. is your? Okay. Yeah. How how old is it? How old is your tree? Uh, the tree, the well, there's a couple of them. They're about five years old, and they're that okay. deep red, purple. I mean, red, reddish, blood-looking. Uh, Maybe dynamite. Yeah, the red. Now the red ones in years past, especially, were always had a shorter yeah. season. But these new, the new red ones are getting yeah. pretty and competitive. And if it's five years, it's probably dynamite. dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you All mentioned right. something about shade. I've got uh, two big old oak trees that are. You know, they, they were there. Uh, they've been there about ten years, and they, they they're now casting a lot of uh, shade on that area also. Yeah, that's probably uh, that's probably a factor. Um, mm-hmm. So, you I'd just, water it, fertilize it, and wait a while. Thanks, Joe. That's, that's a good idea. Thank you, Mike. Okay, bye, Joe. We, we got to take a break, and then we'll talk to Mike right after this. Our number three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. I'm Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. Trace is visiting with us too. We'll be back in a moment on nine thirty a.m. The answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Verde Road. And it's a great weekend to head on out to Millburgers. We've got some great Texas superstars on sale. We're going to start off with Blue Plumbago, a great versatile plant with its beautiful profusion of sky blue flowers. It handles our hot summers quite well. It attracts butterflies, and it's on sale in the one-gallon container for just four eighty-eight. How about this Texas superstar, Lantana? Clusters of brilliant purple or white or orange and bicolor blooms, including trailing purple and new gold. Now, you'll find it on sale for just three eighty-eight in the one-gallon container. By the way, it's blooming all through the summer. It attracts hummingbirds and butterflies, too. How about this Texas superstar? You're seeing them bloom all around town. They're absolutely gorgeous. That's the Mexican bird of paradise. It's this tropical-looking shrub. You've seen it. It's electric, and it's on sale for just sixteen eighty-eight in the three-gallon container. You'll find these and more at Millburgers. Climate Magic knows in South Texas, your air conditioner is as important as your car. In fact, your air conditioner will run over 2,000 hours this year to cool your home. If you were to drive your car for the same amount of time at today's speed limits, you would have driven over 140,000 miles. Now, you wouldn't think about going on a journey like that without making sure your car was in tip-top shape. So, why put your air conditioner through it? For just $84.50, Climate Magic will tune up your system and make sure everything is running properly. A Climate Magic AC tune-up could save you money, too, because an unchecked, inefficient unit will cost you more to operate this summer. 
For a limited time, when you get the 8450 tune-up, Climate Magic will give you a $10 gas card as a thank you for trying their service. Call Climate Magic at 210-340-8240 and ask for the summer gas card special to keep your air conditioner and your gas tank happy. 210-340-8240. Texas License 1531C. This is a special alert for Americans who owe more than $10,000 in back taxes. Get ready for a toll-free hotline number. Call and get free information on how to take advantage of new initiatives that could significantly reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. Call Stop IRS Debt today at 800-763-4701. Learn how you can stop collection calls, IRS letters, bank levies, and wage garnishments all by using a proven A-plus BBB-rated tax system that negotiates with the IRS for you. If you haven't filed returns in years or you're already in a payment plan, you can still get tax relief. The government is ready to work out a generous program that can resolve your tax debt quickly. Be warned, this situation won't last forever and your tax debt will only get worse if you don't act now. Do not try to handle it yourself. Call Stop IRS Debt now for free information. 800-763-4701. That's 800-763-4701. 800-763-4701. You've heard about the amazing benefits of fish oil for heart health, memory, learning, and mood. However, it's important to know that not all fish oils are alike. A poor quality fish oil may contain contaminants and be rancid, leading to unpleasant aftertaste and burping. There's a brand you can rely on, just as medical doctors have for years. Nordic Natural Pure, award-winning and patent fruit-flavored omega-3 fish oil. All Nordic Natural fish oils meet strict European medical standards and are independently tested, documenting exceptional purity and freshness levels. You'll feel and taste Nordic Natural's difference. Nordic Natural Omega-3 fish oils come in a variety of natural fruit flavors, both in liquid and capsule form. Children enjoy the chewable strawberry capsules and will ask for more. And you can get these at Rhonda's Nature's Way, two locations. 624 Southwest Military and 8059 Callahan at the corner of I-10 West and Callahan. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Hey, thanks to Jim who was walking by uh, buying some stuff here at Millburgers, and he uh, pulled me aside and said, "Hey, love your show. Listen to it uh, both times on Saturday. Listen to it on Saturday and." Sunday, so that was nice of him. Thank you, Jim. And Mike is on the line at 308. I didn't see anybody pull him aside. Did you? Y'all weren't either. here yet. Oh. oh. This was like at 11. Oh, wow. You remembered that far away. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. 308-8867. Hi, Mike. Thanks for waiting. How can we help you? Uh, good afternoon, gentlemen. I need you yes, to settle a, dis- settle a dispute between my wife and I. Oh, oh, dear no. man. Oh, All right. Cut him off. Cut him off. It's over. <laughs> okay. What, I'm, I'm always going to agree with your wife. <laughs> I know. That's why, I'm not gonna t- that's why I'm not going to tell you what she says versus I says. Oh, oh okay. We may be able to guess. We may get out Fox. Probably. Here. Probably. So we've lived in a house. We had a house built roughly two years ago. The landscaper put in a loquat tree near the house it's about three feet away from the house one of us says the root system is going to mess up the foundation one of us says leave it alone there'll there'll be no issue 
And you that's say your wife, that's your wife talking about messing up the foundation. Don't and tell. Don't tell yet. No. No, we've had this discussion. <laughs> I, I, I was married for 48 years. I understand the way the women think. I've been married for 48 years, too. Right. Total. Total. <laughs> total. Hey, I, I'm, uh, I've got a lot of loquats growing, and I've never noticed that the roots have no. interfered with anything. No. And, I, of course, I, I don't have it near a... A cesspool or anything, but I've had it, I have it near driveways and uh, roads and paths, and uh, there's lots of other trees that have the roots kind of in that soil I'm in. But Loquat is, seems to be pretty disciplined and uh, not very intrusive. Yeah. Also, ask, ask, your, ask your wife, why would a root go under the foundation of a house. You know, we always hear about people thinking trees too close to the house and it's going right. to, the fire root's going to go under leaky, the foundation. Leaky water. Right. Is what Le- the, yeah, if you if you got a leak under there, if you got something for that that pl- uh, plant to go after, but most yeah. of us uh, don't have leaks under the foundation of the house, hopefully. Right, right. So, so it's, about, uh, it's, it's about 10 feet tall right now, and it'll grow to what? It's 25, 30 feet? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. They get yeah. big. Okay. Yeah. Now, it'll the, you'll have more issues with the branches. Yeah. Messing up, yeah. up the side of the house. Yeah, I'm rubbing on the roof. Taking the shingles off. Yeah. Okay. But uh, roots, you, so I, I, just I got to tell her she's worried come. about... She's worried about the wrong end of the tree, then. Right. Absolutely. That's a good way to put it. So you can tell her Calvin okay. said she was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. No, no I'm, I'm going to have her come down, and Calvin can tell her. Okay. <laughs> now, of course, in your neighborhood, it may be different. You yeah. may have very aggressive loquats. <laughs> we'll, be pra- we'll be practicing our diplomat- every, diplomacy. Here. Every home is different. We can't. Yeah. In some neighborhoods, you know. <laughs> Kind of like the deer, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I, I told her I would call the experts, and then she would accept your... Uh, now, your oh see, now, now we're experts. Now that we're <laughs> yeah, uh, now on his side. Yeah. Him, uh, now that we agree with him. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I called those well, bummers, and they didn't have, a, yeah, have they any didn't idea know. what... They could tell a tree from a hole in the ground. Did you yeah. say y'all planted that that close to the house? No, the landscaper did. It was... Uh, when we moved in, uh, we bought it as it was being built, and it's just part of the landscaping package that they they put it in on the corner, kind of. Okay, getting getting up through that, uh, knowing how big that thing is going to get and how it's going to rub on the house and everything else, well, would you recommend he take it out, Calvin? It's at the corner, though. Is it at the corner, or is it kind of long? It's right at the corner of uh, the front of the house, so about in, three feet away from the foundation. In some situations, that you know, you the, it's such a disciplined grower, you could have the branches go one uh, parallel with the front of the house and parallel with the side, and it might look all right. If it's flat against the house, then I think you're gonna you'll have problems, and it depends on the roof too. And now they're okay. not. Oh yeah, uh, did you put it there to as an accent plant? In other words, to draw attention to the 
to the landscape? Or do you know? You know Did you know, did you know his reasoning behind that? I, I don't know any rhyme or reason. In fact, the rest of the neighborhood, I haven't seen one other uh, loquat in the, in the landscaping package. Yeah. So. She may not, not like the looks of it in that That's what, that's what I mean, yeah. 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 I'd go ahead and pull that out and put a crepe myrtle in <laughs> oh, there. Oh, look at him now. He found out what your wife wanted. <laughs> so pull that out and put a crepe myrtle in there, oh. a small-growing crepe myrtle. Just in case, because, you know, yeah. will the crepe myrtle upset the foundation? No. Oh, see? No. Okay. And, uh, well, and so, and it'll bloom more. Okay. And it'll be prettier. You can get, to get her favorite color. Oh, Sounds good. And you, you can control the height of it. Wish I had some the, violins here playing. <laughs> by the uh, selection of the variety, control yeah. the height of it. But that is not a bad strategy. You could say that, uh, you, that Noah will not hurt the foundation. But here's my suggestion, honey, Uh-oh. That, that we do this since you don't obviously don't like it as much as I do. What if we do change it with a crepe myrtle that has more uh, has branches that are less Ooh. sturdy than uh, than the loquat and m- might have less impact on the roof or the side. Well, very good. Anyhow, very good. Good, good luck. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate Mike. the very good, good gardening advice and the, and the great marriage advice. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> and you can have your wife call Calvin at 308-8867. Thanks, Mike. You take care. Bye, Mike. All right, we're going to take a break. we uh, come back in just a moment. Art, so we're going to have to ask you to hang on the line a second because I can't give you enough time to answer your question until we get through with the, uh, the news that's coming up. So our number, 308-8867. We're back with Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. All right, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867. And toll free, it's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. Hey, Art, I I understand you might not have wanted to wait through the break. That's okay, but give us a call real quick, and uh, we'll see if we can't get you on the line. Uh, We're going to talk to Trace in a minute when he comes up and uh, figure uh, he brought something kind of cool up here, which is... uh, well, I, we'll think hit, that, we'll I think that plant is Milton uh, tested, isn't it? It is Milton tested. There you go. And it did well. And Milton couldn't kill it. I could not. It even multiplied. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And actually, I'm, I'm trying to remember if it or its mother. You said it was the same thing, but it's not the same thing. It's almost, well, it's almost the same thing. Yeah. Whichever I had came back as a volunteer, which was really cool, because. Uh, it was growing on a patio, and then, you know, all of a sudden I had little uh, plants little come, babies. coming out of uh, little dirt spots that were in the patio. So it was really cool. I like it a lot. There you go. And we got some, but we're not going to tell you what it is. We're going to let Trace, uh, I don't want to spoil Trace's surprise. Deal. Uh, getting back to this uh, fertilizing crepe myrtles, I don't, th- I don't think we've ever mentioned, really. How much to, that they, they need no, multiple fertilization? I think the last year or two we've mentioned a few times because they they are 
there are uh, frequently there are criminals that don't don't grow, and then yeah, yeah. And it was kind of hard to figure out why they weren't growing. So one of the options always is, well, you know, try to grow some new stems, give it some fertilizer, and see if that's a factor. In the in the book in the in Neil Spears book he says fertilize in early early March as growth begin again in mid to late May before flowering begins again in early September apply an all nitrogen uh, food uh, each time which 1959 would be close enough. And uh, these plants flower on new growth, so you you want the nitrogen there to uh, stimulate the new growth. And that basically the plants he thought he included in that uh, fertilizer regime was uh, uh, vitex, crape myrtles, and and altheas, or roses of Sharon. Gosh, I can't imagine fertilizing vitex, but I, I guess. <laughs> um, but I, you know. When you think of the the, the crepe myrtles that don't seem to grow, they're quite often in that baked, compacted soil. And I think in addition to the fertilizer, Jerry, the the mulching might be a factor in getting them, kick them into some kind of growth. Because, uh, you know, we've told people to water, but if the soil is absolutely baked and compacted, Standing there for a little while with water may not yeah. be penetrating much in it. Obviously, the root development hasn't been great, so the mulch, little fertilizer, maybe even punching, chop, chop, punching, yeah, chopping up the soil a little bit might be what's necessary to turn it loose. And I, I was asking him about how much to fertilize, because uh, you know on pecans and things like that, we talk about. Uh, a pound of nitrogen, uh, or is peaches the same way? Half, what, yeah, no, one, cup, one cup per inch of diameter. Inch of diameter. Half a pound per. But uh, the cray uh, the <laughs> myrtle has, is multi-trunked. Most of them multi-trunked. And, uh, you got to be a mathematician to determine this. Yeah, he, he says, uh, 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 just add the cumulative inches together. Of all the of all the uh, stem, if a cray myrtle uh, <laughs> has uh, three one-inch trunks, count it as a three-inch tree. So three pounds of nitrogen fertilizer scattered within the drip line. Hopefully, she, well, she, he goes into the he's not so uh, topping, you, you know, crape myrtle murder, and. Uh, then he then he wrote uh, he wrote much longer explanations of how to spell crepe myrtle than uh, <laughs> than uh, that he did about uh, fertilizing he, and mulching. Is he the an A person or E person? Well, he's definitely an A person. A person. I mean that that's uh, no dispute over that. But uh, uh, whether you write crepe myrtle as one word or two words. Oh gosh. And uh, uh, he he put a lot of. I kind of I kind of alternate. He said said uh, <laughs> said uh, said in in 1999 he he looked at 20 books considered at that time to be the most respected references in horticulture. Horter's Third, Sunset Western Garden Books, Southern Living, etc. 
17 of them uh, out of the 20 spelt it C-R-A-P-E, A-P-E, and used two words. And uh, uh, two of them used one word. Hmm. Uh, Greg Grant always says to use one word, trademark, hmm. because uh, it's not a myrtle. It's not a tree. Crape myrtle oh. is not a myrtle. Like, sort of like a so is he mountain to, laurel. Is is not he a, so not a laurel. we have to say Texas mountain laurel, one word? <laughs> Using Greg's know. logic there? Yeah. But anyway, he got went off on that. And uh, I, had to, I had to laugh at him. He said, uh, uh, these, these horticultures get kind of hung up on this nomenclature sometime and he was saying that uh that uh, uh dr dr carl whitcomb out of oklahoma who came up with the dynamite the the red crape myrtles and and a lot of the modern uh, hybrid crape myrtles that we have around here uh, refused to come to their uh, grand opening of the crape myrtle trails and at of mckinney in 1999, because they missed, they they wouldn't spell it wow. in one word. And uh, and uh, of course, Niels, you know, looked at all these references and uh, did his homework. And uh, now they they do it as two words. And uh, so I wrote Neil back and said, "I dare you differ with the great Carl Whitcomb." <laughs> and a lesser but still great Greg Grant, <laughs> joking. <laughs> but uh, I, I said it's really no big deal to the gardening public. They just want to know whether to mulch or fertilize the crepes. I try to get him back on on schedule. But anyway, the uh, uh, I will use now. This, this is it's pretty ironic because if. When you uh, when Jerry writes his articles, yeah, you know, seven pages on and <laughs> and he quite often gets into those strange kind of things. Oh, yeah, yeah, into well, the weeds. You, you no have, pun intended. You have a tendency to do that, but anyway, we uh, but the basic thing that I find out we find out on that is that you can mulch mulch crepe myrtles if it's convenient, uh, and you and we also need to fertilize them three or four times a year. And I don't think we've ever really addressed those issues. No, no, and we never. There's no chance that we would, like we could, uh, Texas mountain laurels, where we get into a fast growth phase, in as opposed to a blooming <coughs> phase. I mean, there's no such thing in crepe myrtles as I, I I stressing. They, I think they shut down just like. Uh, you know, with short days. Yeah. I think they're a short day plant. Because, you know, that uh, Texas mountain laurel, you can you talk about how slow it grows, but if you if you fertilize the yeah. heck out of it, now if you get too much water, you can kill it. But if you, yeah. uh, we've seen them, folks, really get a good growth rate out of it. And then they, when it's eight, nine feet tall, they say, why has this never bloomed? Well, you've got that tall in three years because of your fertilization yeah. and everything. So stress it a little bit. And that's the way they learn to grow Texas mountain laurels at the nurseries. If, if you think back, what, 20 years ago maybe? Maybe even less than that. The only, the only way you could get a Texas mountain laurel 
was to have it dug mm-hmm. out, of the, out of the hill country or somewhere, and then they would set it aside, and they were very expensive and things like that. And then these uh, uh, commercial growers started putting uh, crepe myrtles in bark mix, uh, really a good mix. You mean and, uh, Texas Mountain Laurel? Yeah, Texas, Texas oh, yeah. Mountain Laurel in, in good bark mix. Fertilizing them with copious amounts of osmocote, Milton. Yep, it's a technical term now. And uh, and then uh, I think it's in Webster. <laughs> and then uh, so and water them. It's an English murder and, mistress. And now Ooh. you can buy crepe, uh, buying laurels in five gallon containers. And nice size plants. At reasonable price, and even on sale. And time. easy, easy to transport. Yeah. With uh, you know, with nearly a hundred percent success at transplant which is really a shocker from what it used to be. 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867, toll free. It's 866-308-8867. I think that's a pipe vine. The butterfly? Salt. Yeah, it's got, a, it's got a, yeah, see that blue at the back? No. Back it's, a black, it's got black, but it's got a blue tail. A glow-in-the-dark kind of blue tail, pipeline swallowtail. Yeah, well, apparently it likes lantana, or yeah. just like sale items. Yeah. Maybe like, it's just a frugal butterfly. They kind of have their choice here, and that's kind of what you want in your, your butterfly garden, too. You want to have some variety, so because it uh, seems like the, the favorite plant. It depends on which butterfly it is, and it depends on... What stage of bloom the plants are in, and mm-hmm. how much moisture has been there, and so, how old the flower is? Yep. Did you say that? Yeah. How old the flower is? We were talking about the um, hanging basket pentas, which I think are really kind of cool. But Calvin's right; we've got uh, big pentas in front of us in the one gallon, and they're gorgeous. They're just uh, La- lavender, pink, red. Yeah. Are there whites? I can't see. Yeah, I don't. I think the whites are. Maybe the whites. Oh yeah, have, yeah, no, the, the whites, whites are, down are way at the up end. there. Yeah. yeah, cool. I like the whites. So. Hey, we got Val on the line at 308-8867. 308-8867. Hi there, Val. Welcome Hello. to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. What's going on? Thank you very much. Uh, you're talking about four hawks. I mean, I mean crepe myrtles. And I'm wondering about the crepe myrtles that have the sort of purple leaves and dark stems. And uh, uh, we have them here in Sabino clay loam, and then we also have them in Castorville clay loam. And uh, their growth is very slow, and they never bloom. That sounds like a wonderful crepe myrtle. Yeah. (laughs) Really? (laughs) No. So so how how large are they? What are they supposed to bloom? I mean, is there, why did people put them in? Uh, I think because of the color. The, the, the leaf color, color. The, the, you know, the growth of the purple leaves and so forth. But I believe yeah, yeah. they're supposed to bloom. Oh yeah, that's for sure. They, they would bloom, but I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't know how to treat them uh, to get them to bloom and to grow faster. Do the well. Uh, we've just discussed that. Oh, for, for fertilizing water and mulch. Oh, and mulch. And okay. mulch. Yeah, yeah, if you can. Um, okay. Which is, which is is an issue because for years, for some reason, we <laughs> didn't recommend mulching. 
And Jerry uh-huh. and I are trying to figure out why we didn't recommend mulch. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, we thought it had something to do with hardening off in the fall. Uh, but uh, really, in terms of the reason crepe myrtles don't bloom, the mulch could address that compact soil and the fact that water is not penetrating. Are they, does the foliage look good in those plants? Yes, it looks good, and they're, they all water. And I think uh, uh, that it was sphagnum moss and something like, some kind of mix that, you know, they were in. And uh-huh. uh, But I don't know. Uh, I just need to know how, how we... How do we deal with this? How how, how much new growth had they put on? Oh, maybe, um, let's see, I'd say uh, two feet. Oh, wow. Oh, so they got two feet. This this year, this spring? No, 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 no. Uh, They've been there there for two years at least. Oh, okay. And is it... uh, what kind of sun situation? Morning sun or? Uh, they have full sun. They yeah. make it a little. Oh no, I don't know. It would be so late though in the evening, you know, that yeah. uh, they yeah. would, might get. Uh, oh, well, uh, I think I think mo- a lot of those purple leaf plants do better with a little less sun than the, the regular plants. Yeah. Okay. But but, too, little, but I mean yeah, they should do well in full sun. Yeah. I th- I, th- I think if you just fertilize them and mulch them, give them a, yeah, give keep, them a little more time. Keep them well watered; uh, they'll do well. And I think okay. you, I, th- I think you can expect to have less bloom than you would with a normal plant. But uh, if the foliage looks good, it, it's worth it. Uh huh. Let me ask you one more thing. Um, I and I know I've heard of people using the big. Four-cock bulb that's under old plants, and they ate those things. They ate hey. the they ate that huge bulb. Uh-huh. Have you Have gone you to their funeral or what? <laughs> it seems like I remember that those things are might be edible. Uh huh. But, but but do you uh, know any preparation, or they just eat them? Uh, uh, I'm, not telling, I'm not telling uh, this you is, how to prepare. Uh, Jerry, a yeah, there's a there's eat. a recipe on plantanswers.com. Uh, yeah. really? Jerry's uh, four o'clock. No, no. <laughs> not, yeah, so, why would you want to eat them if, there, if there's a McDonald's in the neighborhood? Why would you want to even <laughs> think about doing such well, a thing? Well, uh, McDonald's is not at my house, so uh, uh. I, I, don't, I, I don't think they're very healthy, McDonald's, either. But, no. Uh, I was just don't saying, be don't be eating those things, huh, sir? Don't don't be eating those things. Yeah, do do some more research before you. No, don't even think about eating those. Well, if oh, they, really? if they verify their research. I think research it's an Indian again. thing, or uh, I just I just want to know how. You know the the th- good the neat thing is that you would expend so much energy trying to harvest them. Uh, oh yeah, dig uh-huh. those dig dig those things up that you probably uh-huh. be. Have a calorie deficit, and so it would be really pretty. Just enjoy the plants and the flowers. <laughs> okay. Well, I thank you ever so much, now, and uh, have a good day. You All too. Right. Thanks, Bye. Val. Bye. All right.
We're going to take a break, and while we do, why don't you give us a call? A lot of people do. 308 well, A lot of people worry about Well, some people will. something in the landscape is poisonous, some, or can they eat the bug? Some people, there's people that like more vegetables than broccoli and tomatoes. Get out of here. Yes. <laughs> All right. They're weird, Kevin. They're 308-8867. 308-8867. Back in a moment, you're listening to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. And it's a great weekend to head on out to Millburgers. We've got some great Texas superstars on sale. We're going to start off with Blue Plumbago, a great versatile plant with its beautiful profusion of sky blue flowers. It handles our hot summers quite well. It attracts butterflies, and it's on sale in the one-gallon container for just four eighty-eight. How about this Texas superstar, Lantana? Clusters of brilliant purple or white or orange and bicolor blooms, including trailing purple and new gold. Now, you'll find it on sale for just three eighty-eight in the one-gallon container. By the way, it's blooming all through the summer. It attracts hummingbirds and butterflies, too. How about this Texas superstar? You're seeing them bloom all around town. They're absolutely gorgeous. That's the Mexican bird of paradise. It's this tropical-looking shrub. You've seen it. It's electric, and it's on sale for just sixteen eighty-eight in the three-gallon container. You'll find these and more at Millburgers. I'd like to introduce you to Karen Bagwell of Blue Rose Christian Counseling, specializing in anxiety, depression, OCD, trauma, grief, and relationships. And Karen, what relationship doesn't have stress? Stress is completely normal, and if managed properly, instead of tearing down, it can be used to build up relationships. So Karen, where does this building start? Call me, Karen Bagwell, at 210-264-2565. For Blue Rose Christian Counseling, bluerosechristiancounseling.com. This is Dennis Prager, and I know when you find a good dentist, you never want to lose him. That's why I traveled to San Antonio to visit my dentist, Dr. Stan Shelton. Learn more about Stan at drshelton.com. That's drshelton.com. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 930 a.m. The Answer. We like to keep it cool in the summertime. Just any pool won't do. We go big time. Still, the big is so fantastic. Still, the one and only classic. Just can't hide it. The hottest, coolest, floating on cloud nine. Everybody have a cool time. Always the hottest, coolest night. Always the hottest, coolest night. Don't break, stay above. 
Schlitterbahn Water Parks. Get discounted tickets at Schlitterbahn.com. As we all grieve the tragic loss of Officer Miguel Moreno and pray for the recovery of Officer Julio Cavazos, it's natural to ask what we as individuals can do for our community of brave first responders. We can offer prayer and comfort. We can also be a positive resource for healing. This weekend, consider joining with the 100 Club of San Antonio to assist the children of local fallen heroes. Find the link to learn more at 930amtheanswer.com. And remember, when you hear a siren, say a prayer. Take 930 AM The Answer with you everywhere you go with the 930 AM The Answer app. Simply go to the App Store on your mobile device, type in 930 AM The Answer, download the app, and you'll always be in touch. Breaking news, stimulating talk, 930 AM The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Our phone number, it's 308-8867, 308-8867, and Ray is on the line. Hi there, Ray. Welcome to the show. How can we help you today? Well, I just caught the tail end of that last call, and uh, <clears throat> uh, I, I wondered what was it, the bulb, that the gal wanted to eat that seems silly to some of you there but uh i i didn't know what i didn't hear what the i missed the beginning of it you know I, I, we can't tell you because you might go out and try to eat one four o'clock four <laughs> o'clock I roots it, I bet it was a i bet it was something like a rutabaga wasn't it yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. oh the, some people get so desperate they eat, eat rutabagas you know yeah. four, four o'clocks oh four o'clocks yeah, yeah, you know, and that uh, my my question was that after, I mean, it's so hard to harvest that that yeah. you would uh, that gosh, you wouldn't have a lot of food after you dug and dug and dug. Yeah, well, I I hope she's not got uh, castor beans growing in her in her <laughs> landscape because uh. <laughs> <deadly> poisonous. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I, I, I think. I'll st- I think I'll stick with McDonald's. Yeah, I I just figured it, it had to have been something like a rutabaga. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Look at that, Jerry. Jerry eats uh, uh, um, day lilies. Oh yeah, I started to t- tell her if she wanted to eat off the landscape, plant some day lilies out there. Yeah, well, in fact, they're, they're, they're even good to eat. Yeah, day lily growers don't let Jerry on the property even because he can't, just can't resist. <laughs> Starts grazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah picking All up. right, thanks, Ray. How many colors take, do those oh. day lilies come in? Oh, oh uh, all sorts of colors. Four hundred thousand different versions of gold and uh, yellow. And some of them are some of them are fragrant, and the ones that are fragrant have a sweeter taste. They taste uh-huh. like cantaloupe. And they got you, you and there's some reddish, too? brownish, yeah, blooms too. I'm talking about flowers now. Yeah, we're, we're talking about eating flowers. Right, right. You guys carry those plants also? Oh, oh, yeah. Sure. Day lilies, big time. Yeah. Yeah. Got any red, white, and blue ones? No, I don't no. think so. The we got... <laughs> got yellow yellow and orange. Yellow and orange, yeah. All, All right. right. Well, Thanks for calling in. You take care, Ray. Bye, Ray. All right, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867. When you were uh, 
talking a few minutes ago, I, I thought of something Dennis Prager with. They were somebody was talking about his father, who was a horticulturist and who used oh, that right? who used to love to. Uh, this was a caller, not not Prager. Yeah. But, who um, was they were trying to talk about the difference between wisdom and knowledge, and the the father used to say that knowledge was knowing that a tomato was a fruit. And wisdom was knowing that you don't use it in fruit salad. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's good. Yeah. So, anywho. I just, hey, uh, yes. any, any of our listeners out there, I'm I'm continuing to have trouble getting any decent uh, growth on my uh, okra. I got a few that germinated, but they're uh, they're kind of stunted. I'm getting a few uh, fruits. I've on. never heard of stunted okra. Yeah, I just can't imagine either. I don't know. I, I must have must have betrayed the gods in some way because uh, <laughs> usually they, they might be slow starting, but once they take off, they... Now, how tall is it now? It's uh, uh, it's only uh, 18 inches tall. Oh, Lord. And it's got... Uh, there's three of them have fruit. fruit I've picked the fruit off to okay. see if we can... And I'm going to uh, fertilize, and uh, they've, they've been getting pretty good water. They get the same water as the tomatoes. Yeah. But. Do you remember the variety? You know, they they make a dwarf. They have some dwarf okras. I, and, uh, I have even plant, have some red okras. I have planted three. Uh, I think the latest ones were some of your seed for uh, oh, Oscar. Oh, yeah, Oscar oak. Yeah. Hey, Dennis is on the line at 308-8867, 308-8867. Hi, Dennis. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm, I'm doing real good. Say, I uh, have four crepe myrtles. I live in Casterville, and uh, they got some nice red blooms on the bottom, three of them, and they got a little growth on the top. But one of them is just bald on the top and has some, some red blooms on the bottom. So I, I don't think it did since I've got some nice blooms on that one. What can I what can I do to that for that one? That that could, that could be a fertilization and mulch thing. Is there mulch and fertilizer, and is it getting enough water? Uh, no, no uh, to the mulch and no to the water. I, you know, I got the sprinklers going on it twice a week. Yeah, that ought to make it grow. What's that? Sprinkler going on it twice a week. Yeah. Probably watering the lawn. Yeah. Yeah, I heard your earlier conversation that the mulch may yeah, do the yeah, trick. Yeah, take, take a little, take your little hand shovel and dig down there and see if that water is actually penetrating into that root system. I I wouldn't be surprised if you find that the, that it's kind of baked and compacted. Yeah, you might want to put a soaker hose yeah. around there, or either a bubbler, or or plan on your once every two weeks, just a half an hour of the hose running there, slowly. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but uh, All right. but it sounds like it wants wants to grow and bloom. So if you get, kick it in, what did you do? did he say fertilized? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I think uh, try try a little slow release lawn fertilizer too. Okay, I'll do that. But definitely the mulch. Yeah, yeah. Try try the mulches. Yeah, because it sounds like yours is ready for action. Okay. But I I I think the soaking soaking water. Just keep in mind everything that you can do to make it 
put out new growth uh, will help it, it bloom. And it sounds like it's putting out some new growth at the at base. At the bio base. Yeah, and it looks like it's fighting hard to to bloom, but yeah. it just doesn't have enough enough water. Okay. Well, I appreciate Alrighty. it. Yeah, All right, I'll tell you. There's a tiger right. swallowtail. Thanks, thanks, Dennis. It's big. It's big like the giant swallowtail, oh, it. but it's, it's got it's uh, the stripes going down. There he goes. Vertical. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Ted is on the line at three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey there, Ted. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? We're doing fine, thank you. Just had a quick question, uh, Esperanza. Mine came back really healthy after the freeze and the new growth this, you know, in springtime, but I have not gotten any blooms. Am I missing out with uh, using some feed, some special feed for them or something? Or? No. Did it, did it did it bloom? How old is it? Oh, it's I guess it's two years old. Is this it is uh, right first prior? Winter. Sir, did it did it bloom last year? Just a little bit, not much. So uh, I didn't put some phosphorus in there or something to help with the bloom. No, no. Uh, you pro- you probably there. Uh, I asked where you got it, where you bought it. You know what? If I could remember, I would tell you. <laughs> okay. Uh, there, the the only Esperanza you want to plant around here, okay, is uh is one called Gold Star. It'll, ha- okay. it'll have it on the tag, yes, and sir. it bloom it blooms when it's six inches tall. Okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, and and the, the others that are that are not Gold Star have a tendency to get to, to only bloom in the fall. Yeah, and they get. They got to be about seven, six, seven feet, seven, yeah. eight feet tall, and I've got both in my yard. And so, if it's only two years old, I'd recommend that you dig that up, get rid of it, and uh, and get a gold star Esperanza. And you can recognize gold star at the nursery because if you buy it, it may, you know it could be twelve inches tall and it'll have blooms on it. And, okay. Uh, you know, <laughs> All right. And they're all nice right. big blooms, and they're upright. Okay. Well, thank you all very much. Really appreciate your show and your expertise. You do a great job. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry about that. All right. 308-8867 is our number. 308-8867. And toll free, it's 866-308-8867. It's a pretty day out here at Millburgers. It's bright and sunny with lots of color. So I encourage you to come on out like uh, so many of your gardening peers and take advantage. It's fun to watch the carts go by and what the different people are focusing on. Uh, he took advantage of the caladiums, it looks like, that were on sale. I think that's what he's got. And then yeah. I think a crepe myrtle, too. So good for him. All right, three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Oh, oh, do you want to tell? Oh, there here comes Trace. Okay, well, should we give him we... a chance to talk this time? Yeah. Or, or well, are you going to are you going to pretend there's somebody on the he's line? He got an automatic deal when he walked up here. His phone rings. Yeah, pretty much. Let's see how long it takes now. Okay. Trace is never Mark so busy as when he now. picks up that microphone. Okay. Good. What you got there? <laughs> All right, so we got our hands on some Laura Bush. All right. All yeah. Right. Uh, so for those of you who don't know what it is, this is actually a petunia that can tolerate the summer heat. Uh, normally the uh, petunias tend to melt when the war- nights get warm, and uh, this is a little bit smaller bloom, so very vibrant 
purple. And uh, it gets kind of big. It does seed itself in a lot of circumstances. And um, we got our hands on some. Good for you. I like them in a container, say a 10-inch container, what, about three gallons. And they make this mound and, you know, kind of just come completely with blooms. Even now, I've got some now uh, this time of the year. And, of course, they reseed. They'll, they'll appear everywhere around your landscape, but they're, they're, they're still making a great show. So if you're a petunia lover out there and your petunias are not liking the, the nighttime temperatures we've been getting, this is definitely something to consider. Uh, or if you're having problems with vincas or zinnias or anything else, this is almost indestructible. It's a Milton plant. Yeah, I've it's grown them. It's like Milton. Them. Hey, um, so Calvin, let's take your example. So you got a, you got a three-gallon container at home. These are in a... Um, Four-inch. Four inch and they're two dollars or dollar ninety nine. So how many would you get to kind of start? To I would just, I would just plant one in a container. Oh my gosh, really? A person's going to plant one and person. <laughs> yeah, my wife, my three. my wife would put four in a in a container like that. So if you're impatient, four, three, three, okay. And you can put them. Come on, uh, everything should be an odd. And they, and they work slick. Uh, like in the corner corner of oh, gardens oh. too, because you know, like if you have a cut flower garden, they're not they're not good cut flowers, but they there's periods when you are tr- transitioning from like zinnias to snapdragons when these these guys will be blooming and making some show until the others move in. They're 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 cons- a consistent bloomer. And the interesting thing about this plant that he brought up here. Is every node on 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 the plant uh, where the leaves come out has a seed pot that's gonna gonna de- develop a Brazilian seed? I mean, e- each pot has at least I I won't give it a number because it's a uh, hundred. Well, you could just divide the, your Brazilian. Divide, divide Brazilian, Brazilian yeah. by a hundred, you know. <laughs> yeah, and so. Uh, and and this particular plant is setting seed, so if you would would plant that in the, in your barrel like Calvin's talking about, but it's also sending up shoots from the from the base, so uh, it'll fill you, in. You let 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 the seeds go ahead and mature, and that that stalk will kind of uh, uh, slow down its growth rate. And and maybe even you may even want to cut it off after the seed matures and drops, unlike, and so it'll reseed. Right, and unlike most plants, you know, they go through a, a seeding cycle. This one doesn't have to finish its seeds while it's still putting on new growth and more blooms. So right, it's a it's hmm. a pretty good show for a longer period of time. And it's kind of a, you know, like when you put a new like new whiskey barrel out there. Say you're going to plant, like when we got our these limes killed by the freeze mm. and while you're waiting for that lime to fill in this is kind of a, a self starting that they'll they'll have been reseeded in there and so they'll fill that gap until right. that lime uh, fills out and they're really you know really attractive and it doesn't hurt your feelings to eventually pull them out because you know the seeds there oh. you know the seeds spread all over the landscape and so if they're that good why didn't why doesn't trace have them most of the time because the growing operations only have them when it's hot, <laughs> and is that when they bloom? They they grow they they grow too fast. 
Oh, they can't stop them with any growth regulator. In other words, see these plants out here on the on the benches and everything. See how mannerly they are and mm-hmm. and compact and things like that. This is a a, a vigorous grower. That and that that's why it's a it 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 does so well in the Texas heat and landscape. And so, uh, I, I, was it last year that you had all those uh, yep, Laura uh, bushes? Uh, it was. We cut them back like three, three, times. three times. Yeah, two or three times. Yeah. And and so uh, th- this plant needs to be uh, sheared periodically. And I'm talking about uh, like 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 on this particular plant here. If I if I wasn't going to mature the seed. I take off these big big stems and and favor these uh these little ones coming out at the base and and also the the uh, axillary or in the axils of the of the nodes to stimulate that growth and makes a thicker plant. You can tell this plant was grown probably in a, in a shaded condition because it's spindly. A lower bush grown in a, in full sun, which it can grow in. Is is a, a pretty dense grower. Well, this was put out by our one of our herb suppliers. Okay. Oh wow! Yeah. So makes a little sense to be in some shade. And you can eat the flowers, can't you, Trey? Uh, I think so. Uh, <laughs> if you can chew it, you can eat it, Trey. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right, we're going to use this opportunity to take a break. So, you got how many do you, do you have? Is that uh, something I need to hurry down here for? Five, five flats. Okay. So. Oh, that's good. Get here by tomorrow. You're okay. But, but come now. Unless you want a bunch and then you need to call us. Oh, yeah, it's true. If you want a bunch, call. Um, all right, 308-8867. Now, the number to call. Hey, we won't take a break just yet. Uh, refresh us on uh, the uh, pentum hanging baskets, plant of the weekend, things like that. Now, here's the number for the nursery. If you want any of these, uh, you call and tell them you want them, put them aside, and then you come get them today, tomorrow. Are you all open on the 4th? Uh, you bet. Okay. 497-3760, 497-3760, the number to call, and tell them to put one aside for you. Okay, so which, what are we going to talk about? Dutchman's Pipe. Dutchman's Pipe, and uh, so this is a tropical-type vine. The foliage has a, a uh, an appearance of like a red bud, so it's kind of heart-shaped. Uh, very vigorous grower. In fact, we've had these sitting here for about a, a week. Oh, and wow. And they were intertwined already, so huh. very, very fast grower. And a unusual bloom, so it's kind of a purplish, and it, uh, and the bud form, it looks just like a pipe, like my dad yeah. used to smoke, and and uh, but when it opens up, it's just this elaborate inside bloom. It's really cool looking. So I encourage everybody to go Google it, see if yeah. it's something you like, and if it is, give us a holler. All right, and then hanging baskets are on sale, including the hanging basket pentas, which we haven't heard about. Calvin hadn't made it over there yet, apparently. No, he's uh, trying to strong. We got a new trailing penta in in the hanging basket. Yeah, and it's really cool. I see three of them from here. I think that's all that's left. So you want to hurry on that? Two two reds and a white. All right, Uh, we've got these. If they wanted a large one, they could. That would be on the Laura Bush petunia. Uh, Anything else you want to? I like, oh, Grandma's Yellow, you still have some. We still have Grandma's Yellow. We, still, we got in some new white coral vines. Oh, good, okay. And um, we still have that uh, King's Mantle. There's a few of those still hanging around. That was last week's part right. of the weekend. So get yourself over here. 
1604 on Boulevardy Road, and uh, just ask somebody for anything that you've heard us talk about that you like, and they'll steer you in the right direction. If you know you can't be here today, but you want them, just call 497-3760, 497-3760, and just tell them, hey, I'm coming tomorrow or I'm coming on Monday or Tuesday, so put them aside. Now, the sale items, uh, if they put them aside, do they get the sale price on on Tuesday, they should if the cashier gets them the ticket and pulls the merchandise. So the answer is yes. If if, if things are done the way they're supposed to, okay, yes. cool. All right. So our number three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We're going to take a break and come back in just a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas right here on nine thirty a.m. The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. And it's a great weekend to head on out to Millburgers. We've got some great Texas superstars on sale. We're going to start off with Blue Plumbago, a great versatile plant with its beautiful profusion of sky blue flowers. It handles our hot summers quite well. It attracts butterflies, and it's on sale in the one-gallon container for just four eighty-eight. How about this Texas superstar, Lantana? Clusters of brilliant purple or white or orange and bicolor blooms, including trailing purple and new gold. Now, you'll find it on sale for just three eighty-eight in the one-gallon container. By the way, it's blooming all through the summer. It attracts hummingbirds and butterflies, too. How about this Texas superstar? You're seeing them bloom all around town. They're absolutely gorgeous. That's the Mexican bird of paradise. It's this tropical-looking shrub. You've seen it. It's electric, and it's on sale for just sixteen eighty-eight in the three-gallon container. You'll find these and more at Millburgers. Let's go eat. Okay, but I'm really tired of those same old places. Yeah, me too. Hey, let's go back to that cute rustic place on the vineyard by Natural Bridge Caverns. Oh, yeah, let's have a quiet, romantic dinner. This time, let's save room for the cheesecake. Okay, I'll have that cold-smoked black-peppered ribeye. Don't forget, they have those great Texas grass-fed burgers, Texas red snapper, wonderful salads, and appetizers. Count me in. We can start with a glass of Texas wine and stroll through the vineyards. The best part is we can afford to get a great steak without breaking the bank. Oak Valley Vineyards, not just a special occasion restaurant, an all-occasion restaurant. Come out, enjoy the relaxed and rustic atmosphere and the excellent food at Oak Valley Vineyards Restaurant and Venue. For reservations, call 830-980-8033, oakvalleyvineyards.com. The right to free speech has been a cornerstone of our democracy from the moment our Constitution was created. And yet, over 200 years later, this crucial right is under attack from an unlikely source. College campuses, the safe spaces, protesting speakers, and political correctness. Our universities have become the most dangerous place for ideas in the country. That's why Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla have teamed for their new movie, No Safe Spaces. It's a thoughtful yet entertaining look at how we got here and how we can fix it. But they need your help. 
help. Hollywood won't make this movie. The only way to get this important message to the masses is with the help of people like you. And so far, the response has been amazing. Originally, it was slated for a limited release. But as the support poured in, they realized this message is too important. So now they want to get it into theaters across the nation. That's why they've started a campaign to raise enough money to do just that. And you can help. Just go to their website, nosafespaces.com, and donate today. Again, that's nosafespaces.com. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing during the decline in the U.S. economy, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800 461 If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-461-8937 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-461-8937 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-461-8937. And welcome back to Melberger's Gardening, South Texas. On 930 AM, the answer, 308-8867, 308-8867. And toll free, it's 866-308-8867. We'll have to bring some watermelon up on the porch tomorrow. I mean, it's already July 4th almost, and... I don't know. I just feel like watermelon. Remember when I started to bring cantaloupe. Oh, that'd be good. Okay. Does, does everybody like cantaloupe? Sure. Calvin? Yes. Oh, sorry. You were talking and to the uh, cantaloupe. Uh, has also surprised me that this is the first year I've really had a good cantaloupe crop in the garden. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I can't grow okra this year, but... Uh, that is the weirdest thing. That is to me, too. I hate to admit it. Because you ought... In past years, it's kind of automatically reseeded and, you know, come up gangbusters, and you always got more than you want. Have you pulled any up and see if they got nematodes? I haven't. I only got Do like the, seven oh. or eight plants. I hate oh, to. Geez. I'm, uh, That's the only thing I can think of that would keep okra from growing. And I've got a, I've gotten planted in like three different rows. I guess, I guess I'll, just, just for experiment's sake, I think I'll plant another someplace and maybe yeah pull, yeah pull uh anybody else out there having any problem with the, okra the the ones that are smallest go ahead and sacrifice the the smallest one and pull it up and see if it's got nematodes okay i'll do that there are, are these three rows in the same garden i'll know the no they're two in one guy it's a Eight foot by forty-eight foot raised bed. Okay. Two, two eight foot by forty-eight raised bed, and they're in two separate gardens. Okay, and they're both doing the same thing. Seem to be, yeah. Then that's, I, I would uh, nematode would be more spotty. Yeah, it seems like uh, you know they're they're right close to the tomatoes and tatuma squash that are doing gangbusters. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking with uh, one of the growers. Uh, the tomato growers that grows all our tomato plants and things like that out here, and uh, he was he was saying he's planted some of that uh, 
he he was calling it Calavazita Squad. Yeah. Uh huh. I said, "Are you talking about Tatuma?" He said, "No, it's Calavazita." I said, "That's Tatuma, probably, because he said that thing running along the ground." He said it's got an area eight feet wide and thirty feet long. There's not, nothing but that the vines yeah. of that tatuma squash. Yeah, and uh, I noticed that I keep harvesting it, and I don't. It doesn't end up in our meals, and I don't know where it ends up. It just garbage disposal, yeah, probably. Well, or yeah, it gets snuck to the compost pile. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Because uh, no, it gets overwhelming when you've got a oh yeah you've got a softball sized piece of fruit every foot <laughs> every foot every foot yeah I didn't on, realize on a healthy that vine productive. yeah on a healthy vine there'll be one every foot it's like your uh, Laura Bush petunias there, there you go okay how much when we talk about mulching we were talking about mulching earlier uh, and. Uh, as as with everything, you, too much is sometimes a problem. That ain't too much. So, uh, uh, and Neil brought this to my attention when I talked about mulching with cray myrtles with uh, three or four inches of mulch. Uh, and he said, he wrote back, said, that's way too much. Too much mulch. Too much mulch. Too Why much does mulch. he say too much? Because mulch should do about nothing. For the quarter inch of rain doesn't get through. Yeah, right. Well, of it says if quarter inch of, I mean, uh, the, the, it's got to be more than a quarter inch of rain to solve the problem. Yeah. All you really have to add for mulches to perform their magic is one to one and a half inches. People pour out layers of three and. Three and four inches a month. That much mulch absorbs too much water, and keeps it from getting keeps it from getting into the ground. See, I, I would I would argue that that's this is Neil Spare we're talking about. I know, now. but that that's that's kind of absurd. That's blasphemous to be arguing. You with know, Neil you got you know you know if you have a tr- <laughs> a trace of rainfall, it's not going to get through the mulch. A quarter inch is not three eighths. Maybe, but the idea here is that that you want to get you have to have enough water either from rain or you've got to have the holes run there generously. Once you you have to have enough water to get into the soil, then then the mulch becomes a factor. Right. An inch or an inch and a half doesn't even stop the weeds. Are you listening to him? Neil Sperry said that. Neil Sperry. No, no, Neil I'm, said I'm that. holding it in my. I know. Formerly never Nickerstein Nads. Never Nickerstein. I learned that uh, at that pl- that planting we did with the volunteers on the hummingbird and butterfly garden, and we we created a forty square foot um, zinnia bed, and we used uh, uh, Dreamland and these medium uh, zinnia plants until the seeds that were planted. The California Giants seeds could take over. Yeah. And I didn't watch closely, and so they applied mulch. Uh-oh. So I said, oh, man, we did, you know, that those zinnia seeds aren't going to come through there. So I went over there uh, yesterday to move the mulch and replant. The California Giants zinnia seeds are coming 
coming through that moss? For that. How uh, deep was it? Just an inch. Oh, inch okay. They're just coming through their <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just in a nice. Yeah, uniform. it's a strong seedling. Yeah. Uh, one one thing I do agree with him. He said uh, these volcano uh, mulch volcanoes that uh, people are using around trees, where they mound up eight to twelve inches deep around the tree trunks, and uh, but they're pretty. Uh, yeah. Uh, truth is, those mounds may have gotten their start when the trees were planted initially. In other words, when they, before they got established, soils left over in the process rather than being carried off the site was piled up around the trunks and and concealed concealed with mulches. But uh, when you he has has this is his weekly newsletter I'm I'm reading from, and uh, he he got a picture of one of these. Uh, uh, where they, where people mulched around the trees, and they piled it up on the on the uh, trunk. Trunk. So. Uh, uh, well, back, you and I found some, back when we worked for the extension service, and we would go out and visit. Uh, there were a number of times went out, and there was actually rot, on the trunk. Oh wow, where the where they mulch had been? Uh, yeah, and it'd been it was a damp, a wet wet year in some cases, or they had just watered the heck out of it, and that mulch that was against the trunk yeah. stayed there. Now it doesn't always work. <clears throat> it depends on the mulch. Some of those real airy, chunky stuff really didn't make any difference. But if you've got a a really fine, like a compost mulch or or uh, something like that, that the moisture does just stay in there. That can be a real problem for that trunk. Yeah, yeah, it can rot it. And uh, and uh, I want to clarify this: when we talk about mulching crepe myrtles, we're talking about mulching out around the 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 drip line, out, yeah. out, 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 all from from the trunk to the outer of the drip line. Yeah, we're trying with, to with about uh, two two to three inches. We're trying to increase that soil the quality of that soil reservoir right so what water can in fact penetrate and once it gets in there that it's uh it stays in there doesn't evaporate quickly yeah we're not talking about piling it on the trunk uh, or mm-hmm. right next to the to the if you if you're talking about an established crepe myrtle tree or tree uh you don't you don't want to pile the mulch right up next to the trunk because you can rot the trunk and cause more problems than the mulch is benefit. Now, why do people do that? They do that to keep the weed eater damaged from being a huh. All right, we're going to begin to wrap up for today. I want to thank everybody that was a part of the show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.